Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. And uh, right off the bat, right off the top, let's do uh, a couple show announcements. Some things I got coming up that I can finally let you know all the details, all the details. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going to be hosting Game of Microphones once again. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Um, it's a killer lineup. So if you are in Aurora, Illinois, or the surrounding area, and you wish to come out and see a comedy show, uh, this is going to be a good one. Uh, a lot of names that I haven't seen in person, but I know of reputations. And uh, so I, I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, come out to that. It's it's uh, at 8 p.m. at the Comedy Shrine. I'm such a fan of this show. It's a, a competition showcase, you know, so it's for a lot of a lot of newer comics or even a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of more established comics. It's a great venue uh, for like that next step for open micers to get their their first longer set or, you know, for someone who's been working on some material and wants to work it into a longer set, you know, it's it's a great environment for that. Um, everyone's competing to be the, the funniest comic uh, of, of the night, um, you know, and you'll get to see a, a good mix of, of newer comics and more established comics, and then there's a, a headliner up at the top, doing, or at, not at the, at the end of the night, doing a, a, you know, a solid 15, 20, you know, so, so you get the full range, uh, of, of the comedic experience all in one show, you know, plus me, uh, doing the hosting thing. That's always fun for me. I don't know how it is for all of you, but I, I have a blast. Um, so yeah, I got that tomorrow night. That's going to be wild. Um, you know, I'm, it, I'm, I'm hoping this is turning into a, a more regular gig. Like I'll be doing a lot more of the, these hosting gigs, uh, on, on Thursday nights. That'll be, uh, I'm hoping that's the way that that plays out. It's looking like a, a strong possibility. Um, something else I got coming out in one month from today, that's June 22nd. I'm going to be at the Tonk House, uh, which is a, a wild ass little DIY, um, fucking comedy show. You know, I'll, like with, with DIY bands, they'll play like house shows, shit like that. Um, you know, big old parties, uh, everybody comes out, you know, throws down a little cover charge, you know, suggested donation, uh, and, and whatnot. Uh, there's this cat, Jay Garcia. I shouted out his podcast last episode, you know, he runs that deal. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a DIY thing. It's it's not a traditional venue. Like you gotta you gotta hit the kid up for for the address and the details and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that's cool. So I I want to give a shout out to Jay for booking me for that. I want to give a shout out to Alex and Walid uh, for for trusting me with the game of microphones thing. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to all these shows. I, I hope to get some more stuff coming up. Um, of course. Uh, next week, big, big event, the, uh, the Doomed and Stoned Festival. Man, I know I've mentioned it, you know, every couple of episodes, but I am, I am so beyond ecstatic for this. Uh, the, the, the set is, is feeling good. I, I like the songs we've put together. Um, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a 
bomb-ass showcase for Uncouth to come out and, and really do what we do. Uh, the whole lineup's looking sick, so I hope everybody will make it out for that at, uh, at Reggie's next Friday night. Um, you know, and obviously follow me on all the social medias for all the further details and, and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, a lot of big shows. And here's the thing. Uh, so I am engaged to a teacher, right? Some of y'all know that Kayla guested on my, my WrestleMania preview show. Uh, that, that, that's my fiance. That's my partner, Kayla. Um, she's a teacher and, you know, as, as a teacher, something that comes up a lot is like bugs, you know, that the illnesses that little kids, you know, uh, drag around to school and then the teachers catch the bugs and it's a thing. And I, are there any any other performers out there, um, vocalists especially, but anybody who relies on their voice, are y'all fucking like terrified of getting sick? Is that just a me thing? Cause I am, I am fucking terrified. I, I feel like I am a bad partner because I like, I'll, I'll go get the chicken soup and the Gatorade and the ginger ale and whatever the fuck else is needed. But I, I, I don't want to be around germs cause I need my voice. I need my, I need my vocal capabilities to be in full, no pressure, nothing. But I, you know, like, cause with the band, I'm a singer, obviously like that's, I'm, I, I've talked about it before. I'm not like a screamer. I'm not like anything of that nature. I am a, a straight up just vocal singer. Um, and so if my voice isn't at a hundred percent, you know, that that's rough, that that's a rough go for me. Um, you know, and then with, with all the, the, the comedy, the hosting gigs, whatnot, you know, that, uh, especially a hosting gig, cause you're on all night, you know, you're front to back. Uh, it's on you to, to keep the energy up. And, and yes, the, the comedy hosting isn't as labor intensive necessarily as when I was doing the wrestling hosting. Cause that, you know, I was, I was not only top to bottom of the wrestling show, I was also talking through every match. So we were looking at you know, three hours or some such of me running my mouth, you know, now, um, it, it's, it's not quite as intense as that, but I still got to be good, you know, cause I gotta, it's on me to keep the energy up all night and it, to keep everybody thrilled and, and, and enthused as each comic comes up, you know, so they come up to a crowd that it, that is, is ready for them. Um, you know, so I, I, yeah, I get, I got terrified of being sick and, you know, I was, I was joking, uh, with Kayla the other, the other day, I was like, yeah, um, you know, if it, if it were vomit, you know, if you were puking and that were the deal, I wouldn't be as afraid, you know, cause like, especially for a metal show, you go on stage, you're halfway through a set, you puke, and then you keep going through the rest of the set. Like that's some metal ass shit right there. You know, uh, maybe less so for comedy. Maybe that might be frowned on a little bit more with comedy, but like, you know, if you've got a sore throat, that that's a whole different mess, you know. So I've been I've been bombing throat coat tea and, you know, hot water and honey and shit like that. Like trying to get trying to get my shit right, trying to lay off the caffeinated energy drinks and the chocolate, which and the salt, which sucks, because chocolate and salt and energy drinks are the three main staples of my diet. because um, I am a goddamn goblin. And uh, you know, I uh, I, I've, I've been told I need to take better care of myself. You know, my diet is unhealthy and shit like that, but I, 
I grew up on this nonsense. Like, I grew up eating garbage. You know, a, a box of fucking Hostess cakes is cheaper than a bag of apples. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I grew up eating garbage food, you know. Like, and that's not a knock on my parents. You know, we were we were lower working class. You know, we, we bordered on poor. You know, we never went hungry, you know, but... Hamburger Helper was a big staple of the diet and shit like that, you know. Uh, a lot of, lot of pizza, a lot of, you know, like I said, the hostess. You know, my, my mom, her main diet through most of my life was uh, Diet Coke and fucking Butterfingers. Like, that's what I grew up watching my mom eat for a living. Um Real quick, on the topic of Butterfingers, Butterfinger changed their recipe. I don't know if you if, if you know this. I spend a lot of time in gas stations being a, a driver for a living. And uh, so there, there's a new Butterfinger, and they're, they're calling it Better Butterfinger. And it, it's their new recipe. And I got to say, it sucks. I miss the old Butterfinger. Bring the old shit back. I don't like this thing. The flavor's off. It's not good. Um, yeah, that's a different tangent for another another time but yeah any any of my fellow performers just just scared of being sick like you know in my my job I love my job my job has been very good to me you know they're very flexible with working around all my events and stuff that I have and they they pay me well so I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm complaining or nothing but like I don't get sick time like that's not a that's not a thing I get I have some days off you know but I have to use them uh, sparingly, you know, in case I need them for a, a, a show or, you know, a lot of my friends getting married, I'm going to try and be making it out to some weddings this year, shit like that. Like I can't just take a day off just cause I don't feel up to it. You know, and my job is labor intensive. I move a lot of freight. I move a lot of that shit by hand. That's a lot of heavy lifting. I gotta be good, you know, so being sick and, and maybe some of it is, is that, that low working class, you know, uh, upbringing that I was talking about, but like being sick's not an option, you know, like you don't get to just be sick. You got work to do. You got bills to pay. You got things you got to attend to. And, uh, you know, so I have a, I have a different attitude toward, toward being sick. A, avoid the shit at all costs. And B, if you're sick, well, you still got to do the shit you got to do. Like you don't get a lot of time to just stop and, and take care of yourself, you know? Um, and that's, that's a, that's a wild situation. Like our, our country, uh, treats healthcare and illness and shit like that all fucking wrong. Like, uh, our schedules are all wrong. Like all that shit's all wrong. We should really only be working like a three hour day, you know? Like that's, if, if you were to break down all the labor required you know, in, in the United States, uh, and, and break it down like per person able to work, everyone would only need to work like three hours a day and the rest of your time would be fucking yours to do whatever the fuck you want with it. And yeah, there's some jobs where like three hours wouldn't be enough time or whatever, whatever, or, you know, how do you pay everybody if everyone's only working three hours? Well, it's easy, basic minimum income. Everyone gets a basic minimum income. And if you want more money than that, all right, go ahead and work more than that or have your fucking side hustles or whatever. Like, imagine whatever your dream is, like whatever the thing you wish you could do, you want to be able to do. 
Like, obviously, I'm on the grind, you know, trying to get the band thing going, trying to get the comedy thing going. Like, imagine if I could devote the majority of my work day to pursuing that shit. You know, or if you want to paint, or if you want to learn an instrument, or if you want to learn another language, or if you want to, you know, fucking whatever. Go for day trips, spend time with your family. Like, we could do that shit. We have the labor force. You know, but part of the main drive of capitalism is you got to have people unemployed and you got to have people, other people overemployed, you know, Um, because as long as there is a labor base of of unemployed people, you can work the employed people to death and just be like, well, hey, if you don't like it, there's 12 motherfuckers waiting to take your job, you know, because that's that's the truth. That's how you maximize fucking output is you just threaten your employees. You're like, yeah, you're replaceable. There's a whole bunch of people who would take your your job in a heartbeat, you know? So yeah, you got to work the hours I want you to work. You got to, you know, have the amount of production I want you to put out. Shit like that. Um, man, I'm just all over the place with this one today, ain't I? Um <laughs> But yeah, labor and work and shit like that. It's funny. It's it's funny. We're going to reach a point where there's just no more work to be done. We're going to have robots doing all the shit. And then what? You know, then what are we going to do? We're going to have too many people and too little work. Shit's going to have to change. You, you know, um, but I guess we'll deal with that when we deal with it. When the downfall comes, we'll fucking roll with it. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it's weird times. You know, I, I, you see people just wiling the fuck out about dumbass shit. And then you see the real state of shit. You know, like, our, 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 our government is in utter disarray. It's a goddamn nightmare. I've harped on this shit before. I don't, I don't want this to be a negative podcast. I want this to be a positive podcast, but like sometimes you just got to address the elephant in the room and you know, it's, it's fitting that it's an elephant because that's the Republican party's fucking deal. But the Democrats are jackasses. Let's be real. That's why they're donkeys. They're fucking jackasses. They ain't doing it right either. You know, trying to shut down all the progressive voices that want to carry us into a, a future that's more equitable, equitable to all, all the citizens in the country and shit like that. Cause they're all beholden to the same system that I was just belaboring is broken in the first fucking place. So yeah, shit's broke. And what can we do about it? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't have all the answers. You know, I, I, uh, Oh man, I'm almost embarrassed by this fact now, but there there was some years ago that I I said I was going to run for fucking president in 2020 and yeah, I, there was a part of me that that was absolutely going to try and do it. You know, I was going to try and petition and get my name on ballots and and do the work and all that shit cuz I was like, yeah, the system's broke. Fuck it. Why not give it a shot? Why not fucking try? Um but we've got one like completely uneducated dipshit in office right now who doesn't know how government runs and it's grinding that shit to a halt so like we need someone who knows what the fuck they're doing to get in there like yeah i you know i've got my i've got my ideals i've got my ideas i've got my thoughts i've got my 
my goals. I've got my agendas that I would try and push forward and shit like that. But man, like the machinery is wrecked and either that shit needs to come all the way down, which me as president wouldn't do that. Revolution would do that. Either the machine needs to come down or someone needs to go in there and fix some parts so it can at least move forward a little bit. You know, we're either going to get progress incrementally or we're going to get it through a complete fucking breakdown and a rebuild. Like, those are going to be the options. And, you know, I, I, I've I, been to countries that are in the midst of civil war. And, like, that shit is wild. And I don't think we want that shit. You know, there are some people who do. And those people are scary. But, uh, yeah, man. We, we all could stand to do better. I don't know. But like we're powerless, a lot of us, you know, we ain't, it feels like we aren't in charge of shit. And in a lot of ways we aren't, you know, um, you know, vote, voting is what we've got. It's the system we've got voting and then putting pressure on the system, you know, through boycotts, through protests, through shit like that. Like if you start hurting people's bottom line, you know, if you, if you affect the flow of capital, People will change shit up real fucking quick. Like, that shit does work. Anyone who tells you it doesn't is just a slave to the system. You know, they're caught up in it. And they're, they're looking at, at, the, at the, the small level. They're not looking at the big level. Um, so, yeah, if you're out there fighting the good fight, you're out on the streets, you're protesting, you're making your voice heard, you're making phone calls, you're doing the, the, that, the work, the advocacy, whatever... Keep fighting that good fight, man. Like I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm behind you. Uh, I, I will help you where I can. You know, I don't make a lot of that, that shit public anymore. You know, because my social media at this point is is just promotion. Like that's I'm promoting the things that I'm I'm doing. Um, you know, and and ideally through the art I create, whether it's the lyrics I write for the band or some of the comedy that I that I do, like. There's truth in all that, and, and my ideals are in all that, and, and hopefully, you know, you get an idea of the shit that I'm for and the shit that I'm against and, and, and whatnot. Um, you know, you're on board with that or you're not, but I, I don't, I'm not bashing any, any anybody over the head with it on social media the way I used to, um, because it, it seemed counterproductive. I'd rather have conversations with people in person, because, uh, you know, when when you have to look at someone's face, when you have to, to see the way they respond if you say some hateful shit, you know, like that, it's, it's different. It makes it, you know, it's easy to say hateful shit when you're not looking at a human being, when you're just looking at words on a screen, you know. And I, I think we'd all do well to remember that. Like, before you say some shit, go look at a picture of the person, you know, before you say some shit recognize a person as a person before you say some shit, you know? Um, so that's, yeah, that's my little soapbox. Like treat, treat people like people instead of just avatars out in the social media sphere. Um, and have better discourse. All right. That's, <laughs> this was kind of an all over the fucking place, little bit of, of working that we've done here. Um, so let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, 
you know, like I've said, I like this to be a positive podcast. I like to shout out the shit that I'm into, the shit that I'm a fan of, you know, things of that nature. So let's, let's work on doing that. Um, all right. First off, right off the bat, uh, TV show. If you've got a Netflix account, uh, nailed it on Netflix is, is real fun. It's, uh, amateur bakers who are not good at baking, trying to accomplish pro level baking tasks. And you know, the, the fun is in the failure. Like you, you go onto that show knowing you're not going to produce show worthy, uh, baked goods. Like that's, that's the premise. So it's, it's the fun of watching people just try some shit, you know, and just delight in the fact that, yeah, we, we fuck up and we're not, we're not perfect and we're not professionals and, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch the process when it's not smooth, you know, when it's, when it's a mess, it's, it's the same kind of delight. You can sometimes get at it at an open mic or something, you know, you see someone working the, the, the process. And if, if they've got a good sense of self and a good sense of, of, uh, humor and a good sense of the crowd and, and whatnot, like you can watch someone bomb a joke and then still have the best time because they're like, all right, clearly that didn't work. Scratch it off the list or it needs to be reworked. Like there's fun in the process. Um, just as much as there is in watching someone come out and just absolutely destroy, you know, like just watching someone crush a crowd, uh, and, and just be on like that. There's, there's fun in all of it. If you look for it and if you have the right attitude about it, um, so yeah, nailed it on Netflix. Nicole Byer, a comic, uh, is the, is the host. She's delightful. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun little show. Um, all right. Music. Uh, first off new song, the ride by Amanda Palmer, Amanda Palmer's latest album. It's, um, it's, it's moodier than a lot of her previous album output, you know, um, whether with the Dresden Dolls or as a solo act, like this is a very melancholy, introspective, um, it's, it's, it's moody music and it's definitely music of its time. And it's definitely the, you know, you get the perspective of a, a new mom in this world, uh, facing up to everything going on and, and, you know, the, the challenges of, uh, you know, femaleness or the challenges of motherhood or the challenges of, of surviving in this world and, and looking at it for what it is. So, uh, the ride off the new album, uh, there will be no intermission. Um, you know, the, the premise of, of life just being a ride, uh, was something explored by Bill Hicks. And, you know, as a comic, uh, I, I've, I've got great admiration for Bill Hicks. Um, you know, there's a lot of shit that, that, you know, we all remember the, it's just a ride, or we remember the, uh, you know, the talk about drugs and, and, and shit like that. Um, we, we forget, uh, a lot of Bill Hicks, like we gloss over a lot of the weird, deep misogyny and, you know, a lot of the, the pedophilic material or the, you know, homophobic shit, 
Like there was a, there was a lot to Bill Hicks that that was deeply problematic. Um, but a lot of the shit was was uh, genuinely uh, insightful and hilarious and whatnot. And and you know, the, it it's a shame he died when he did because I would be very interested to see how politically and socially he may have progressed. You know, if he got older, but we'll never get that opportunity. And and for anyone to try and uh, you know, paint what Bill Hicks would be like now would be, uh, disingenuous because we'll never know. We'll never fucking know. Um, you know, so going back and watching some of those old specials, it's, you know, it's, or listening to the albums or whatever, it's a crapshoot. Like there's going to be some shit where you're like, fuck yeah, right on brother. And then some shit where you're like, Ooh, Ooh, that's rough to hear today. That doesn't, that doesn't sit the same way it did back in, you know, fucking, late eighties, early nineties and whatnot. Um, yeah. So the ride by Amanda Palmer works on a lot of that same wavelength of like, yeah, life is just a ride and you either stay on it and enjoy it for what it is, or you get off and that's the end of the ride. Like those are your options, but you got to recognize it for what it is. Um, so it's, it's a good little melancholy ditty. Um, I recommend it. Check out the album. It's, it's, you know, you might get weepy listening to this album. I'll be honest, I got a little weepy, um, but it was good. It was an emotional ride. So uh, for an old song, let's go complete opposite direction. Let's let's get poppy up in this in this motherfucker. Let's get dancey. Um, Better off alone, Alice DJ. Uh, I, if if you just told me the the name of the song or the name of the artist. Uh, I, I wouldn't know it, um, but like go on your, your Spotify, your iTunes, go on fucking YouTube, whatever, and look up this song. It's, it's a good dancey little fucking electronic track from, from back in the, the rave days, you know? Um, so that, that could be a nice little palate cleanser to get you a little more upbeat after, after listening to, uh, to the Amanda Palmer album, um. So yeah, those are your song recommendations. And now, as always, it is time for your tarot pull for the episode. And uh, I am pulling from uh, Miss Kitty Cush's Neon Nightmare Tarot deck once again. Uh, and, and this time I have pulled the King of Knives. Uh, knives in this deck would be swords in like a Rider weight deck or whatever. Uh, so King of Swords... But in this deck, King of Knives, represented by Michael Myers from Halloween. All right, real quick aside. I love Rob Zombie's Halloween films. I don't give a fuck. They're great. Like, you don't have to like them. But I'll re-watch the, the fucking Rob Zombie Halloweens anytime before I watch this latest Halloween that came out. Like, this last one that ignored everything other than the first Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't. H2O was the same damn movie. And that was a little better, maybe. I don't know. It had Josh Hart in it. But I like the Rob Zombie Halloweens. I thought uh, Scout Taylor Compton was great as, as Laurie. Um, I thought Tyler Maine was incredible as Michael Myers, like, with the with the mask and the look. Like, fucking horrifying. And I don't mind that they gave Michael Myers a white trash backstory like Rob Zombie likes to do with all his characters. That's his wheelhouse. That's where he plays. And you know what? I like Halloween 2 more than I like Halloween 1 
because Michael Myers clearly went, all right, I established that I'm doing Halloween now. Now I'm going to do Halloween Rob Zombie style. And I like that. Um, So yeah, if you haven't given those films a chance, fucking check them out. Like, they're good. You know, John Carpenter's original Halloween was fucking great. We all know that. that. Almost everything that came after was dog shit. Hell, Halloween 3 is one of my favorite of all the Halloween movies, and that doesn't even have Michael Myers in it. That was some fucking, like, Reagan-era, they-live kind of horror movie, and I liked it. All right, I've gotten way off track. Let's get back to the tarot card. So, the king of knives and or swords is, uh, it's a straight logic card. Like, this is some problem-solving shit, um... But it's blunt. It's borderline emotionless, this card. You know, maybe it's someone in your life who's coming to you to tell it like it is. And you just need to let your emotions sit to the side. And you need to take on that feedback or that that message or that information. You need to just take that shit and and listen to it and apply it. Or maybe, uh, uh, you know, so yeah, maybe someone is, is, is coming to you to tell you how it is, or maybe, uh, someone needs you to break it down for them. You know, that could also be the case. Maybe there's a friend of yours who's been coming to you, coming to you, coming to you, and, and you've been, you know, waffling around and, and trying to spare feelings and whatnot. Maybe you just need to break some shit down, but stone cold logic rules with this card, but it rules with mercy. You know, like, don't be, don't be an asshole. You know, I ain't saying that, but you know, if there's some facts that need to be to be put down, if if there's some cards that need to be laid on the table, fucking do that shit. It's the it's the hard thing to do, but sometimes it's necessary. So do that shit. Uh, so that's the the king of the the king of knives, king of swords. It's it's stone cold, uh, but but it's it's sometimes the truth needs to be out there. Um, that was that was almost an X Files reference for some reason, um, but yeah. So that's your your tarot card for for the episode, and that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope to see you at some of the events I got coming up. Like I said, this Thursday, which is uh, tomorrow as of this recording. I don't know when the fuck it is when you're listening to it. I don't know when you listen. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you whenever you do. Um, yeah, Thursday, Game of Microphones. Next Friday, May 31st, uh, Doomed and Stoned Festival. Uh, next month, June 22nd, up at Tonk House Productions. Uh, so yeah, a lot of stuff going on. And I hope to see you at it. And uh, I hope to see you on all the social medias. Hit me up, at Skits Jones, on all the things. Or drop me an email, skitsmjones at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, with all that said and done, I leave you, as always, with this little bit of advice. Keep that trash fire burning.